was really clear that I did want to launch a product-based business. I just didn't know what product it was going to be. I can order like 100, maybe 200 units, which is nothing, right? right. Peanuts for it these manufacturers. Kind of laughing at you. One of them was like, you know what? I like your idea. Let's do it. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to the I Had an Idea podcast. Thanks for having me. Here is how it works. You listen, we talk. I know you're busy and you don't owe us your time. We're going to keep things really short. No fluff. Oh, we're in the red zone. Time's up. Next subject. Joining me, your host, Trent Thompson, are people who not only have ideas, but do them because the value of an idea lies in the using of it. We start with a segment called Brag, aka Give Yourself Flowers, aka Talk Your Sh, aka Who Even Are You? The guest has a chance to write down their own intro and convince you why the rest of this is worth listening to. If you want to support, I partnered up with Suthi to make the I Had an Idea notebook. So when you have an idea of your own, you don't forget to write it down. Welcome to the podcast. A drum roll, please. Whoa. Now that's what I call it an idea. Idea. Joining me today on the podcast is Crit. Crit moved here from India at age nine. She didn't know any English and she learned by watching Disney. She put herself through college and grad school while working at PWC 60 to 70 hour weeks. She quit my lucrative nine to five to start something for herself. She eloped so I could use my wedding funds towards the business. She took no outside investment and did everything herself. Now, in over 500 stores, she just got into Barnes & Noble and, what's the secret? Help me with your cursive. And home. Oh, and I've sold to pretty much customers across the world. And she's sold to customers all over the world. Crit, welcome to the I Had an Idea podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'll give you a little bit of context about uh, what we're doing here. So we're doing uh, three main segments, which is an idea you've done that you're proud of, an idea that fell on its face, and an idea that you're excited about now. Uh, we're going to try and keep every segment to around five minutes. If we hit that five-minute mark, cam, behind the cam, this light is going to go red. We're going to know we're in the red zone, and we'll probably hear an annoying anxiety you know, driving timer that makes you feel like you have to wake up in the morning and that's going to tell us it's time to move on. Um, okay. So we're going to just jump right into it. Um, I already started. Sudi, um, Crit is the entrepreneur behind Sudi that you just heard the plug from. Um, and I imagine you want to start there with, you know, the business that you're proud of because it's really incredible. Do you want to kind of tell us about that journey? Yeah. So I started this company uh, seven years ago Okay. Uh, with this, I was in doing corporate America, doing the whole grind and really felt it wasn't the right place for me because I was letting other people have way too much power and say over what was going to happen with my career. And I didn't work so hard um, to let other people di dictate what I do with my life. Mm -hmm. So I really started thinking about what can I do? What should I do? Maybe I should venture out on my own. I really didn't want to do entrepreneurship because I saw my parents growing up doing their own thing. And while the highs were 
super high. The lows were also pretty terrible. What did um What did your parents do? Um, they had an IT placement company in okay. Chicago. Um, so what they did was when large clients were like, "Hey, we need someone to help us with X, Y, Z," they would recruit and find that talent overseas and okay. place them for that project. And it was very successful up until like nine eleven happened and the mm. economy collapsed and nobody was, you know, uh, hiring outside outsiders. Okay. So, so not that you already had the knack, but you always you were exposed to the entrepreneurial, you know, hustle. Yeah, the on. stress of it all. Okay. And then prior to that, I came from India, and my parents were very successful in India. We had okay. this like family business that had gone on for like 50, 60 years. We were one of like the biggest. Um, uh, how do I describe it? We kind of had like Home Depot like stores in this northern part of India. Okay. So I grew up watching the trade, and you know. C- cement sales and okay. you know bulk shipments Hardware of stuff. exactly bulk shipments of toilets coming in and then being sold off so i was very exposed to business and i saw how successful people can be when done right but i also saw the stresses of it all mm-hmm. and how hard you have to work so i really didn't want to go down that path i was like this is a lot maybe this is not for me but as i got older it became really clear that I was just inclined for it. I thought in that way. I felt very frustrated doing nine to five where someone's asking me to stay in my lane and just do my thing and not really worry about the scope of the business or how this is going to impact things long term because I couldn't help but think of things long term. Yeah. So uh, I this one time I was going for a promotion. Everything was good. They were like, you're definitely going to get it. And I was like, great. Sounds good. It was December. It was uh, Christmas holidays and we were going to find out like right as soon as we came back. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to England because I just gotten engaged. And we were like, okay, we're going to go to England. And I get the news like two days before we're coming back that I didn't get the promotion. And mm-hmm. I was so devastated because I couldn't understand why I didn't get it. I kept pressing, kept asking, and nobody would tell me why I didn't get it. I was like, did I mess up something? What was the reason? And ultimately they were like, the reason is that this director doesn't think you should get it. And at that point, I was like, that's it. I'm not I'm right. not doing this anymore. Like, I am working super hard. I'm showing up. I'm doing the best that I can. And this random person that I've had four conversations with has decided that I don't get to have this promotion. He doesn't get to decide that. She doesn't yeah. okay. get to decide that. And I was just like, no. Like, okay. forget this. I'm going to quit. And I put a plan in motion. I was like, okay, I'm not going to quit right away because that's silly and I'm going to fund whatever I do myself. So Mm -hmm. I need to put a plan in uh, motion. I started really thinking about what is it that I want to do? What am I good at? What are my skill sets? What is it that I want to do? And it was really clear that I did want to launch a product-based business. I just didn't know what product it was going to be. Um, And so I spent six months saving as much money as I could, kind of creating a brand around it, the story around it. Again, wasn't 100% sure about the product, kind of knew where I wanted to be. Um, And then took a couple of trips to India because I also knew that I wanted to source from India, not China, um, Mm -hmm. because I spoke the language and I felt that could give me a leg up. And I felt that I could go and find products that aren't in the mainstream yet and really innovate on them and then bring them here. It's a special, authentic story, too. I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So I went I went to India and uh, with very little money and very little resources and nobody taking me seriously except for my, like, 16-year-old cousin who okay. was awesome. And he, I was like, look, this is what I, kind of what I want to do. And he was like, you got it. 
I'm going to take you to some of the manufacturers that I know. He's 16. Okay. I'm like in What's my... What's he doing now? He is in Canada finishing his grad school. We're going to have to have him on the podcast. <laughs> he sounds great. He is. He's awesome. But he was the only one willing to support me. He got me to the manufacturer meetings and I walk in and they're like, what does this girl want? Like, what right. does she want? And I am just basically trying to convince everyone to work with me. And I was like, look, I can't order a lot. I can order like 100, maybe 200 units, which is nothing, right? right. Peanuts for They're these manufacturers. Just kind of laughing at you. Um, but one of them was like, you know what? I like your idea. Let's do it. And we worked together and he was fantastic. And he came up with four designs for me. We are in the red zone and I'm going to use my authority as the host to let this continue because I want to hear the rest of the story. He came up with four designs for me. I put them in a suitcase, brought them over here, took a photo in my backyard, put them on a website, and they sold like okay. right away. And that's when I was like, oh, this works. This is a thing. This Let's is a thing. This. And yeah. since then, I've just sort of been pushing through and building this business. And here we are with this here journal. Here we are with this beautiful leather journal with this shameless I have an idea plug <laughs> that you should definitely get so that you don't forget to write your ideas down. I want to ask, so in your intro, because this is a part I didn't know. Um, that you used the funds you had budgeted for your wedding to elope. And then that, I assume, is the original, like, that's what you went and ordered your original units with. Um, tell me about that conversation with your partner. Yeah, so we had gotten engaged. Uh, like I said, we got engaged, went to England, had that conversation where I didn't get the promotion. He saw how down I was. And he was like, you really need to do your own thing. Yeah. In this time, we were trying to also plan that big, fat Indian wedding, yeah. and it was just not going well. Like, our parents could not come to terms on anything. Okay. And we were the first ones in our families to get married because we were the eldest on both sides. So I wanted to get married in India. His parents were like, we've never been. We don't feel mm. safe. And we we're like, okay, this he's also Indian. Gotcha, but, but from just the U.S. From, actually, from England. Oh, gotcha. Um, so... We just couldn't come to terms on anything. And at this point, it's been a year. We still don't have a date. We don't have a venue. And I'm getting more and more frustrated at my job. And so I turned to my husband and I was like, do you really want to do this wedding thing? Like, it's a lot of money that we're going to put down. I got to buy some notebooks, honey. Like, <laughs> well, it was, I didn't even know the okay. notebook things. But I was like, do we really want to do this wedding thing? I was like, yeah. we could take this money. And I didn't put all of it into the business. What I okay. actually did was we bought real estate. Because it was like, I don't know what's going to happen with this business. I don't mm -hmm. want to just use all the money towards this business. That could fail. Right. I was like, I want to put it in to real estate so that we have some sort of income coming in so that I can go off and do my own thing and not feel stressed that I'm not contributing to our fi family. He's like, that's a great Super idea. Cool. Go for it. So I didn't use all of it to the business. I kind of okay. divided it. And we went and bought our first property. Uh, with the money and gotcha. then we went to a courthouse on Wednesday and we were like we want to get married and they're like do you have a marriage license I was like I didn't know I needed that so we ran to the other courthouse and got the marriage license and signed it and then went across the street to uh, some Italian restaurant and just ate lunch and sent photos to our parents being like we got married oh, like no. we're, it's done like don't oh, even I want to ask about you it. about all of that but <laughs> I'm gonna abruptly cut us off and make you talk about an idea that fell on its face yeah, so in the beginning, when I knew I wanted to quit and I wanted to launch a business, one of the businesses that I thought I wanted to do was sustainable coconut jewelry. Because, again, I wanted to do something sustainable. I okay. wanted to do innovative. This is pre-Suthi. Pre-Suthi. Okay. Like, just, I did this for about six to eight months. Okay. Um, and one, I got in touch with this nonprofit that was handmaking these coconut jewelry. And they were really pretty stuff and i was like oh you know what sustainability is a thing i really like this product it's a good price point i'm gonna go 
go for it and bring it on. Um, so I did that whole thing and quickly realized that this is not going to work because working for a non working with a nonprofit that was building this, they didn't have any business skills. Mm. So they didn't understand certain things around operations and consi- consistency. So I would be over here selling a design to someone and being like, hey, send me like 100 more of these designs and they wouldn't be able to produce 100 right. designs or they would like produce 50 in one size and 50 in a different size. And I was like, this is not going to work. Right. So, And then my buyers would complain. Then I would go down there and I'd be like, hey, this is not working. And they would just keep increasing the prices on the back end. And I'm like, this is not selling for all that much anyways. Um, so the margins were getting cut. And I just finally got to a point where I'm like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Like, I think the product is really great. I think the idea is really great. But I think I'm not the right person to execute it because I really need someone who has a background in manufacturing these kind of things. And mm-hmm. I don't have that background. And your supply chain was just not... Not there. Not there. And that's actually what triggered me to go into paper products because then I had this conversation with my dad where he was just like, you need to pick a product that already has manufacturers that are pretty well established and they understand the complexities that are involved so that you can go in and you can innovate on the product from a design level, but you don't have to worry about the how the paper and the pulp is being you know produced. And I was like, okay. I started thinking about different products, couldn't think of anything. And I was shopping for myself, came across this like vintage journal, was obsessed mm-hmm. with it. was like, oh my gosh, so pretty. Like it's my journal. I love it. And I'm like, wait a second. I was like, this is it. This is it. So I'm going to tell you the story that I didn't tell you before the podcast. So I brought home for the listeners, um, we're selling these journals, right? As a collaboration. I brought home a bag that we're going to give away to some influencers and stuff. And... Um, my grandma or grandma-in-law was over and uh, she or right away was like, oh my gosh, these are so cool. And she, you know, she doesn't sound like that, but she loved them and she just went ahead and stole one. And then later um, she just told me, I, I hope you're okay with it. Like I figured you'd give me one. So I went ahead and just took one of the journals. Um, so yeah, like, and she's a nice, honest lady. And she, you know, they were so nice that she she's just, your influencer she now. just stole it. So <laughs> Grandma Pam is going to be our first uh, our first influencer because she just couldn't keep her hands off off That's the journals. Awesome. Yeah, um, I think we're going to beat the red light on this one, and this is the best segment to do so because we don't want to talk about your failures forever. Um, and let's talk about what's you know what's getting you up in the mornings nowadays. What you're working on? What's new? I mean, I know you have way more ideas than you do time. So I know what are you choosing to go after? Oh my gosh! Like right now. That's the one thing about entrepreneurship is that once you're down this path, you just constantly have ideas Mm -hmm. and you see constant opportunities and trying to figure out what to prioritize is so challenging. But one of the projects that I'm working on and working on it with my dad and my brother is an astrology-based project. So astrology is a big thing in India. Like it's very big. It's been around for centuries. The minute a child is born, their astrology profile is created. Like you hire a priest, they come, they create a profile. So it's a very big thing. Um, American astrology is very based on your sun sign. Yeah. Indian astrology, Vedic astrology, is based on your moon sign. And it says, like, the moon actually dictates more of your personality than the sun does. Like, the sun is a very small aspect. The moon is the main aspect of it. So my dad grew up with a very strong interest in astrology. He had, like, hundreds of books, read all about it. He created our charts. And then back when he had his 
business, one of the side projects that he did was he built the very first astrology website that where you go in and you put in like your birth date and all of that stuff and it spits out a profile, but he did it based on Vedic astrology. I remember like, I think Microsoft wanted to acquire it and that didn't happen, but it was just a really cool project and he's always had it. The website's still up. That's still something we could look. What is the website? So his website, I'll tell you the website. Okay. So his website is still up and it's very niche and it's really within the description. Yeah. Okay, cool. Within the Indian community, like people go to it all the time and they pull up their charts and I, you will pull up your chart and it will literally feel like. They wrote it for you. Like okay. it's very, very accurate. I've only ever done the, um, I've done like the Enneagram or the Myers Briggs or the more, yeah. I don't want to call them like science backed, but never the, never the, I never got into astrology. It's people, um, people have mixed feelings about okay. astrology, but if you look at the history of astrology, it dates back to centuries and it's like oh, for, something yeah. that people have done for a really, really long time. So there is value to it. And I think it's just been tainted okay. by science. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go, um, on on the website and see what it's got for me so we took this website this website it's like super dated but still has the algorithm and the i don't know the back end stuff that's needed and my brother who is a computer in computer science and is an engineer decided he was going to revamp it and build it on its own so he just launched the updated version of it and then i'm helping him with the marketing of it and it's called astrogundali.com astrogundali.com and uh, yeah, you go in, you put in your data and it kind of like spits out your entire profile and it tells you exactly who you are, what your path is and where you're headed. And from I think it's a, a cool thing. Um, I love the nuts and bolts conversations. From an economic standpoint, is it behind a paywall? You pay to get your results? Yes. Okay. But it's only $4.99, okay. so it's not very... I think I can swing it. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll, you, I we'll think this podcast is going to be lucrative oh, enough. You hey, can do we'll it. we'll see. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to end it end this on a surprise segment um but before i do so you have a little bit of time to just tell the listeners where they can find you i am on suthi.com s-o-o-t-h-i.com instagram shop suthi and tiktok shop suthi uh, I'm not very good at TikTok. I'm like trying to get myself to do it more, but it just feels really foreign to me. Uh, yeah, that's where to find me. Amazing. Um, and our surprise segment, I'm going to call it, why the lights change? It's dramatic. Oh, that is dramatic. Um, we're going to call this segment, I'm just improvising these every episode. Everyone's going to get a different surprise segment. This one we're going to call Drop by Do. It's kind of like, the terrible game, like bang, marry, kill, you know, like, but we're going to do it with just random ideas. So I'm going to give you three ideas and you're going to drop one. You're going to buy one and you're going to choose to pursue one. That's the deal. Okay. okay. So here's your three ideas. The one is that the Olympics should include an average person competing in each event just for context of how impressive the athletes are. Okay. I don't know what we'd call that, but I would definitely enjoy watching it. Number two is a razor that has shaving cream in the handle. And number three is a TV show picture, Love Island, but it's for 70 and up. It's like geriatric Love Island TV show. Huh. Okay. The so, floor is yours. Mm, I think I'm going to definitely drop the razor. Cool. Only because people are very particular about the shaving cream that they use. Ah. So... What if it could have different shaving creams? What if you? I mean, if you're filling it up yourself. What if you self-loaded the razor? 
Okay, I'm just speaking out of my context, but yeah. when my husband shaves, it's messy as it is. Okay. It's just going to get messier. So for me, no. Okay, we're dropping the razor. We're dropping it. Um, what's What are my two other options? The average person in the Olympics. Yes. And then the, um, and I don't know how you would buy that, but you're going to go pitch it to the Olympic Committee and they're going to pay you or something. I don't know. And then the other one is the geriatric Love Island. Okay, so the average person in the Olympics is great. I really do like that because I think people are not interacting with the Olympics as much as mm-hmm. they used to. And this could really build up the hype around it. And I think the content that's going to come out of this is going to be like so funny yes. and interesting. And it's going to get young people interested in the Olympics. So absolutely down for that. Cool. And then the last one, I'd watch it. Okay, cool. Amazing. Um, well, this has been Crit. Uh, with the I Have an Idea podcast. It's been awesome to have you on. I think we'll probably do this again sometime. Um, thanks for coming on. Crit can tell you a little bit more about the journals, but we have these amazing I Have an Idea notebooks. There's two different kinds. You can find them at soothie.com um, if you want to support this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Now that's what I call it an idea. Idea. This song was brought to you by my friend Shido, aka Terion Smith, aka Shogun Shido, aka DJ Jambalaya.